Good morning. Welcome to your seven minutes in heaven. This is Time Box, the podcast about education, agile, everything about modern, progressive, crazy education. I am here with the Jeff Bezos to my Mark Cuban, Dennis Becker. Good morning. And I am Sean Cornally. And we are here uh, recording. Yep, that's my favorite one so far. (laughs) We are here talking about um, a topic that I pick and don't tell Dennis about. We have about seven minutes to discuss it so that you don't get sick of us. And today, Dennis... Too late. (laughs) Yeah. It is a podcast. This is all free for everybody. Uh, Today, the topic is... Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you have any predictions? No. None? Just can't even understand where we're coming from here. Uh, The topic today is curriculum versus standards. Curriculum versus standards. Curriculum versus standards. So so the delivery method and the deliverables. Interesting. Tell me more. Um, Well, this is something that it seems like a lot of people can, can occasionally get confused about, or I have heard many be confused about. Um... Where curriculum is, are the things that you do, and the standards are the things that you are promising to deliver. So the standards are like uh, the coffee, and the curriculum is like the cup. Mm. So you're saying that perhaps the mug doesn't matter, or a cup, right. or a soup bowl, right. or a weird plastic bag that I put a straw in and suck the air out of. Right. As long as I get the coffee... The vessel doesn't matter. Uh, I wouldn't quite say that. Mm. Um, I actually think the vessel matters quite a lot. Uh, Like here I have a fancy mug that keeps my coffee warm all day, except when I pour my coffee into it right away, it's too hot. You can say Yeti. They can can go ahead and and advertise. Well, I don't want to say that because I stole it from my brother. So... If he listens, I think stolen Yeti is a part of the I culture. I don't want. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he won't listen anyway. I was so tailgating I this weekend and I saw somebody with a a Walmart Ozark Trail cooler and they had put a duct tape over it and Yeti. Yeti, that's on the yeah. Duct tape. That's that's what I would do. Yep. Have done. Um, so the 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 vessel matters a lot, and this is the this particular cup is great, except right when I pour my coffee into it, it's too hot. I can't drink it. So you have a little Hogwarts mug there that is delightful. Hogwarts makes me happy right away. I would be excited to drink my coffee looking at that cup. It would make me feel good about consuming my coffee. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would make me feel motivated. But it gets cold to fast. Drink my, but it gets cold fast. So to bring this back to education, you're, the analogy here would be like uh, you, an education, you might have a standard where you have to teach a bunch of students um, the Bill of Rights. Yeah, that's a, that is a classic standard, and I think you and I at least—I'm not going to say everyone because that's ridiculous—but you and I at least can agree that that is a legitimate standard. Same. Yeah. And right now we are not in this time box. We are not going to argue whether something should be on the magic list. Right. We're just going to say you know the magic list got made, and yep. here we are. Yep. I am legally obligated to deliver the magic list yes. of standards. Yes. So Bill of Rights, just. You got thirty seconds. Tell me all of the coffee cups you've got oh for the bill. <laughs> um, lay, lay some value on the listener. You know, I think I think I would start with the news, like like literally just looking at a newspaper and and having students identify where they see these different rights showing up every day. 
starting with the fact that the newspaper exists, you know, and, and having that discussion. Or That just got meta. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I like taking them to that place. Um, having them think about their experiences as students and when they can actually exercise those rights in school versus when they don't have those rights in school. Mm-hmm. And talking about just the oddness of the school as the state. And, and, and then the school as the state telling students they can't speak out mm-hmm. or they can't practice or they are not actually protected from these rights in the school building. Like all those things that students really grapple with that. They really struggle with that. They want to know why they can't protest in school or, or can they protest in school and when can they and what does mm-hmm. that look like? So you just listed a couple of different coffee cups there. Um, I think... You know, the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is that at the core of what you and I do for a living at Iowa Big, um, we believe that the cup is so malleable, that the curriculum is so malleable, that I think for some teachers it makes them uncomfortable when they they look at what we do. And you know what? For me too. Yeah. You know, when when we started this journey, it was a standards-based journey. I was saying, you know, I need to teach the Bill of Rights. I need to teach this Algebra 2 content. I need to deliver this understanding of energy within the context of chemistry. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think that for each student, the curriculum has to be different or it won't make sense to them. They won't connect it, especially at their young age. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of teachers who are really uncomfortable with that because they have landed on a curriculum that they particularly like. And I wonder if you could talk about that uh, in the context of the Bill of Rights. Like, what is, what is the normal curriculum for that? Uh, so a normal curriculum, in my experience for a Bill of Rights, would, would be a listing of the rights and a defining. Like of a packet. You're talking about like, yeah, like a photocopying like a packet, packet with some data. Yes, some packet, information packet with information on it. Um, I, I had an interesting discussion with students yesterday. And we, we talked, we were in our first project cycle. We talked about what they liked, what they learned what they lacked and what they longed for. Like that, that was the base of this, this, the discussion. Mm-hmm. And then we took all those categories and put them into things they had control of versus things they don't have control of. Mm-hmm. And every single thing that they learned, they put in the control of pile. And I said, isn't that strange? Isn't that something? And they looked at me like, what do you mean? And then I'm like, that you had to have control to learn anything. And, and to a student, every single one of them said, that is true all the time. 100% of the time, that is true. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You, every, every single test you have, you have control over, over everything that you're learning? Like, we don't learn that. We memorize it. Mm-hmm. And then we take a test over it. But anything I've ever learned, I have control of. So if I can make them understand that they have control of that learning, that learning is actually valuable to their lives, like the Bill of Rights are, mm-hmm. then they want to learn it. That is where the curriculum matters. So what you're getting at here, what I'm hearing is that the, the objection, I think, to project-based learning, to initiative-based learning, to competency-based learning, to all these sort of liberal, progressive ideas that, you know, kind of love to hate on the test and purge, you know, educational paradigm that we all grew up in, um, is that the difference between standards and curriculum is, is all the difference. The fact that... The Bill of Rights is still there. There is this is no watering down of the material that, right. that that student should be a master of. The question becomes: Did they learn it or did they test it? Right. 
And I think that's a really interesting breakdown because when the students have control, what you're saying, they don't have control over the standards. I think that's the big misconception. They don't have any control over that. That's a state-mandated thing. And to a large degree, professionally, I agree with that list. Yeah. Most of it. Um, What you're saying is that in the modern era where we have an economy that is as bonkers as this one Mm -hmm. and a political situation that is as whatever, dire. Yep. Bonkers. um, Bonkers. Another, you know, that... That control over the curriculum is what generates learning, not control over the standards. Right. Which is very interesting because I think if you listen to any kind of uh, rebuttal of project-based learning or a school like Big or a school yeah. like any of the sort of more liberal schools that you see all over the country, it's that those people have a misunderstanding of what, what control over a standard versus what's control over curriculum. I, I tend to agree with that as, as a critique of, of our system and what I've heard of as critiques of our system. There is a disconnect over what we're talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to curriculum and standards. So assuming that all of those teachers who hate our stinking burnt, burning guts are yeah. listening to this, obviously. Right. Uh, well, I think we cleared that up. So high five to all you guys. Yeah. Let's all go have a beer, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We did. We nailed it. We nailed it. We, nailed, we all got the same job. Yeah. Right? Except different. Except different. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about standards versus curriculum? Um, I don't. I don't know. I it gets it gets so. I understand that it can feel squishy when we talk about students having control and students having choice mm-hmm. and trying to get the student want. You know what? I hate it every other day. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I work here. To, yeah, as as someone that likes to personally have control. You know, but it really is getting to a place with with the students to get them to understand the value of knowing these these things. Mm-hmm. And without their understanding of the value of knowing, there is no knowing. That magic list, you can test it, and, and maybe you'll feel good about having that test. But you come back six months later, you come back 18 months later, mm-hmm. there's no there there for, for those kids. So we need to decide as a system, what do we want? Yeah. We didn't carve out a mental place for that learning to live. Right. You carved out a stressful moment in time right. where they were afraid of a grade. Um, and I think that's why the curriculum matters so much. You know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, this morning I had a really tough decision to make. Uh, we have students building a computer that they want to use for machine learning. And the, on the, you know, on the outside, that sounds really great, right? What a great school. Cool. Right. Cool. Way, super cool. progressive. Yep. Way to go, guys. But really, deep down, I'm thinking about standards, and I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of uh, the math standards, especially the math practices. I'm mm-hmm. seeing a bunch of computer science standards. Uh, I see a lot of English standards as that team of, let's face it, like nerds tries to work together and do something bigger than themselves for right. once instead right. of just doing their own thing in their, in their basement. Um, and so I see a lot of those standards in this machine learning project. And so that mug looks really different than I think how another student would attain those things. And I was struggling this morning with, do I, they're, they, they're just putting this computer together is taking way too long. And they're running into these kind of problems that are very frustrating at a professional IT level. Yeah. And I thought to myself, man, I should just tell them it's time to open an Amazon web service droplet or whatever Amazon yeah. calls them. And it, it'll be cheap. It'll probably be cheaper than what we're doing. Yeah. It'll work better out of the box. Right. Right. And I just can't decide if that move on my part is a curriculum or standards move. And that, right. I think, is the difference between thinking like a competency-based teacher and thinking like a cattle herd, like a teacher who's forced to herd cattle on a daily basis, right. which is where most teachers in America have been put. Yeah. 
Um, and so I just love being able to make these creative decisions. Yeah. Like this is a fun thing to think about, even yeah. though it's, I don't know the answer and I'm not sure it'll be best for the kids. Right. Um, so that's a really but, interesting but problem. That you like that problem is unique. I don't know if that's unique. I don't uh, know if I agree with that. I think it's pretty unique. I think I see it. The, 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 and it's unique because of the last thing you said. You don't know if it's going to be best for the kids. You don't know which way is going to be best for the kids. And that, and that drives you. Yeah, that's the, that's the work. Right. If you, I guess I would uh, venture to say that in the standards versus curriculum confusion, that if you're sure that something is the right move to teach a standard, you're probably wrong. And I know that from experience, yeah. not because I'm a jerk right? and not because I hate every teacher on the planet. Yeah. Um, I hate myself more than all of you guaranteed. <laughs> so the, like, yeah. I think as soon as you get to the point where you think, you know, the right curriculum for the standard, I think you've come to a bad place. I, I feel that way about every aspect of my life. So yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're really sure of something. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's danger. That's, yeah. For me, that is certainly a danger zone. Mm -hmm. I had this problem in physics yesterday. Uh, I was in a physics seminar, uh, which is a weird thing that Iowa Big does. It's kind of our way of like spackling any holes that are in our standards coverage from different curriculum choices. Um, how's that for jargon? That's yeah, good. Yeah, and uh, I was in physics seminar and, you know, we were covering the idea of vector decomposition and recombination, right? Uh, resultant vectors and it just is one of those mathematical things like if you can't do it physics doesn't make sense um you know an f equals ma doesn't show its true beauty mm -hmm. which is all very like <laughs> teachery things to say yeah. and i uh you know i just ca caught myself like given a pretty traditional lesson the kids are following along because they're afraid of the math yeah right right they're afraid to not get it so they're yeah. like hanging on to every word and they can mm -hmm. tolerate that for about an hour yeah but then i thought you know i was like mad at myself when i went home i was like man i don't know what curriculum box that was in that was just a straight up like standard being laid out with a fire hose yeah that is also a curriculum container yeah and the direct instruction fire hose yeah and, how, and it's not always the worst i think no, people hate it no it's not i don't think it's bad at all it's bad if you do it every single day for 180 days well anything i can't bad. i can't do that i can't follow that if you came back, I can't at, eat Turkish delight in euros every if, day. Yeah, if you came back at me today with a similar lesson, no, I, I would not be able to hang in there. But I'm not going to do that. No, but you're not going to do that. I have I actually assigned them what we call a weight room, which is where we do our sort of more schooly type activities in our our learning management system. Um, and I assigned them a weight room that was about their own their own car. And I said, I need you like with a passenger, of course, time time some of the performance elements of your vehicle as you like get to school and use the highway and things mm -hmm. like that. And that's a curriculum thing. And I think that's a pretty, you know, in a regular classroom, I think that would be a pretty liberal lab, yeah. right? It's not like rolling balls on a ramp, right. but it's a pretty liberal uh, way of getting some data and having the students incorporate the physics into their uh, real life, right? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, I felt bad about it. I was like, this is not real enough. Yeah. The only person who cares about this data is me, and I'm banking that they will find it interesting enough because it's about their own car. Right. Nah, I, I mean, don't know about that. We're both making the, like, chagrin, like, yeah. that's a rough teacher move. Yeah, sharp inhale, that's a, oh, honey, yeah. is the emotion that we're both having right now. <laughs> and I had it about myself, too. So I think the idea of curriculum versus standards 
is not necessarily something where there's a right answer, but it's something that if you are not fighting with that every day, I do question your commitment to individualization and the progressive Absolutely. movement in education. Absolutely. I would, yes. I question yours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I have it coming. Sometimes. Cool, man. We're way over time today. Yeah, I know. We're, we're experimenting with maybe the time box being a little bigger. Yeah, we're going. I just know we have so much to give. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. We're making good pod here. <laughs> we're just making, making good pod. Yeah, this is just good pod. Just, yeah. Except for this part. <laughs> Except All right. for this part. I am, uh, we're going to close this down today. Just a reminder, if you want to send us anything, it's timeboxpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we open that email about every 14 years. So <laughs> yeah. you want to, that's the time box on that. So you're going to want to send those, those ideas early. Uh-huh. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, as usual, uh, this is Sean Cornelli, uh saying goodbye to Dennis Becker. See ya. And I will not tell you what we're talking about next time. Perfect. <laughs>